Hey, it's race week. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm just a tiny bit excited. Also, very, very hot. So let me take this jacket off. I just wanted to show off basically some of the stuff that I have for F1 and a lot of Ferrari stuff. Don't have all my pictures. Actually, all my pictures are in the garage somewhere. So yeah, I'm dying of heat in this thing. Let me take this thing off. It's race week. Let's talk about race week and bunch and some other things like the Leafs goaltending controversy. So, ah, oh shit. Okay. Uh, this is a really scuffed episode right now. I'm gonna take this jacket off because I'm dying of heat. Uh, yeah. So it's race week, and I'm just a tiny bit excited to the point where I had to. I don't know if you can hear. To the point where I felt like I had to show everything off. Almost everything. Um, my co-host for this week is Michael Schumacher. And special guest, Ralph Schumacher. I don't even know if you can see me. It's hot down here today. Um, this is a really uh, scuffed episode. Because of how I decided to start it. And also, no, pod, no uh, microphone arm this week. I don't even know if you can see me. No microphone arm this week because... Let me put this microphone down in a bit. For a second. Yeah, so no microphone arm this week because as you can tell... I take a, a lot of pride in my Michael Schumacher figurines. Uh, I love them a lot. And I uh, cherish them. Like, I personally dust them. Thing is, they're like so old. Let me just do a little. So, yeah, uh, right here we have the Michael Schumacher. This is the uh, 2001 World Championship car. Uh, this is from when he won the World Championship in 2001. And it's got a. Oh, no, sorry. This is, from, this is the when he won it in 2002. Sorry. Uh, oh, there's my coffee cup. So my car is it's, uh, it says 2002 world champion, uh, 2001, 2000, 95, and 94. Uh, I love this thing. And then over here, this is my uh, this one's a little cooler. Let me just move uh Ralph for a second. Uh, this one's cool. It's got I don't know if you can see it. It's got the racetrack. Uh, and this is like huge for me. This is limited edition one of two of twenty thousand. Um. Yeah, this is the 2003 edition. Actually, sorry, I think it's 2003 edition car. No, I'm an idiot. I don't remember which car this is. I was also fucking... I was unable to, you know... At three years old, I, I'm pretty sure I, I was still being potty trained. So I'm not going to remember which year this car is. But uh, I love this car. I love, I love Michael Schumacher, clearly. Because I also have the scarf and I have the jacket upstairs that... For some reason, everybody has now that I've had for years now. Okay, I still have my original one and I got my dad's. I, I wear my dad's now because, you know, I was four, actually five when I had the jacket. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to wear it now. But yeah, it's race week and I'm very excited. I really want to talk about F1, even though there's a goaltending contra controversy in Leafland and a lot of free agency stuff that happened. <sighs> so this week's gonna be also a little bit weird because I'm not gonna be able to see my notes because I'm literally taking up this desk base or this 
space for Michael uh, for Michael Schumacher and Ralph. I really want to show off the actually. I also had the Jaguar. I was gonna show off the Jaguar too. I have uh, basically a bunch of F1 cars still in my room from 2002 because that's how much I love the sport. So I wanted to show off the the Williams because out of all of them, that's not a Ferrari. This is probably my favorite one to look at uh, because I love that blue with the gray accents and the white. And I feel like this is when uh, I feel like we also need to show off how uh, Williams used to be good. So I would I really wanted to do that. I just really love that the this Williams car. I, I loved I miss when Williams used to be with BMW because now the car just sucks. And, like, Williams is a huge name, and the fall from Greece just, that's eh, that sucks. But then, over at the desk over here, let me get it real quick. This is, a, I'm sorry for how scuffed this episode is, but also at the same time, I'm not. This is a Jaguar. So, I'm sorry, this is really bad podcasting. If you're watching it on YouTube, you'll understand what I'm talking about. This is the Jaguar. Uh, this is Mark Weber's Jaguar. Uh, if you're watch, if you're listening to it on an audio device and not watching it, I would say watch this episode because there's gonna be a lot of visuals. Whew. But yeah, this is uh, this is Mark Weber's Jaguar. Uh, I really like it. I like that green. Uh, it kind of reminds me of it's a di- it's a different green, but now we're getting uh, Aston Martin this year, which I'm gonna talk about them, but. Yeah, this is Mark Weber's Jaguar. Uh, really cool. Like the green. Uh, Mark Weber was a great driver. Uh, kind of miss watching him race. I feel like I enjoyed it a lot more as a kid because I didn't know what rivalries were. And like Mar- even though I hated Mark Weber whenever he won, him and Jensen Button were the two guys before Lewis Hamilton. The two guys that I hated the most. Also, I just realized. Okay, so these, so instead of Pirelli, I just realized these are Michelin tires. I also realized Castrol hasn't changed their logo in who knows how long. So has HSBC and Michelin. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, a lot of companies haven't changed their logo in the longest time. But yeah. uh... I just realized. Oh, okay, so let's. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to see where the Marlboro is. I can I still. I'm a. I'm Italian. I still can't pronounce that. That company. Mar- Marlboro. Ugh. Marlboro. I'm just gonna say fucking Manji today. Marlboro. Yellow uh, Maron. Trying to see if he's got the Marlboro. I don't think he does. I can't remember when they stopped being a sponsor for Ferrari, but I'm, I hate, I don't condone smoking. Like if you smoke, I got to start talking about sports soon, but I'm going to say this right now. Hate smoking. Hate, uh, if you smoke and I know you, there's a chance that I want to slap you because I hate that. I hate that you're doing that to yourself, but I love the Marlboro. I love that logo. (laughs) Let me put this back and let me get started with this episode. Now I, oh wow, my hair is a mess now. 
So yeah, let's get this started. So it's race week, and after last year, also I'm pretty sure you guys finally saw the hole that is in my chair. That's great. Ugh. But so it's race week, and this is going to be, in my opinion, a very interesting year. Not as interesting as it was last year. Last year was so drama filled, and if you're watching uh, Drive to Survive, at the at, also at the end of the day, I also th don't think if you just w if you actually watched it last year, compared to how it was for Drive to Survive, from what I remember, hold on. From what I remember, it wasn't that dramatic last year. Like, yeah, you had a lot of drama with Ferrari, and I especially saw it with Ferrari, but like. The Norris and Sign stuff, I feel like they pushed that they were trying to go for a certain narrative. And it wasn't that. I feel like it was a lot better with Signs and uh, Norris. They did a lot of videos, but it could also have been that uh, it was smoke and mirrors for them. I don't know what it was. But at the end of the day, I also think that like they're trying to push it to be a little more dramatic than it actually was. Which is fine. It's entertainment. It, it gets people to watch it. It's definitely gotten me hooked on the show. I'm on the last episode today. I watched the ninth one last night. Basically got everything down from what I needed to remember from last year. And what I wanted to talk about. Which is basically what I want to talk about. Because I don't know anything about the cars. Really. A lot of drama last year with a lot of things. So to start off... Uh, what, the, what are they called? They're now Aston Martin, but last year, Racing Point. When they showed off their car, it was basically... And it was named this... Oh, oh my god. Of course, the phone goes off. I'm just going to continue going with this because... Why not? I'm going to try and go without the phone. Hopefully, you guys don't hear the phone. Oh my god, stop. Who is calling? I'm not going to be able to get through this episode. Okay, but last year, the uh, racing point was named the Pink Mercedes by basically everybody in the media and from the other teams because it was legit a Mercedes. Now, what through the in the episodes, what they were talking about is that it was legal. How you know? I can't remember what it was. Like I'm not so good with all this stuff. It was legal, is what Racing Point was trying to say. And it's they used the same thing this year. They got the same... Like, the nose is a Mercedes. I can't remember if the same thing that they did last year with... I think it was the brake ducts is the same thing as this year. But they were able to continue using it last year. So, if they were able to continue using it last year after they got uh, fined, I think that they're still using it now. I probably should have looked into it. But I'm not good with I'm not good with understanding all this car stuff. Like I'm, I'm always asking questions about this stuff because I'm not I lost with this stuff. But yeah, so that was part of it. And then we had the Ferrari stuff this year, which hopefully it's going to be a lot better. The uh, uh, sorry, last year it was the, a lot of a lot of drama in Ferrari land. And I'm going to be talking about a lot more about Ferrari. I just want to... Because like that's the team that I support. That's the, clearly the team that I support. You also have Mercedes, Red Bull. Mercedes and Red Bull this year are my top two teams to win it. 
Mercedes is not should be number one for me. But here's my thing. I don't want to say they're going to win this year because it's going to get to a point where they're going to lose. Red Bull has now two, in my opinion, two competent drivers. Last year, they had Alex Albon, which I thought he would have been good. He just doesn't, as this is the way Christian Horner uh, says it in the show, he doesn't have that FU attitude. He's too nice. He's too hard on himself to actually, in my opinion, be that number two guy at Red Bull. I really wanted to see him win with, or I really wanted to see him do well with Red Bull. I, this is a guy that I was supporting because I liked him. I liked how he's that quiet guy. His backstory, in my opinion, I actually what's I like related to it a bit. And he's just somebody that I felt like I can cheer for on a team that I shouldn't be cheering for. So, but he didn't have that fu attitude. And if we're being real, I feel like they got an upgrade in Keiko Perez. Um, what am I trying to say? Last year, he won the... Oh my God, why can't I remember the name now? Oh my God. Hey, Google. What Grand Prix did uh, Sergio Perez win? Did she not listen to me? Hey, Google. What Grand Prix did Sergio Perez win? Sakir. I was trying to say. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Shut up. I love you, but shut up. The Sakir. I was trying to say Sahik for some reason. I can't or Sarik. I couldn't for the life of me get the name, get the word out of my mouth. But yeah, he won that the the Secure Grand Prix, and that was actually a really good race for Racing Point too. He won it. Uh, Stroll came second, I think it was. That and actually Esteban Ocon came, got podium, so that was basically an all Racing Point podium, or at the time when Ocon was racing with them for Cynthia, but. Racing point. That was a really good race for him. He's had really good races before. This is somebody that I think is ready to go to a bigger team and should have been on a bigger team in a a long time ago. And if you ask me, I would have liked to see him with. Honestly, I would have. There's a lot of things that I would like to see uh, going into this year. I would have liked to see him be. Honestly, I wouldn't have mind him minded him on Ferrari if it wasn't for signs. Signs, I think, is going to be a good driver for Ferrari, but between Keiko and Signs, no, nah, I think I'd still go Signs. But I think Keiko's going to Keiko's going to do well with uh, with uh, with Red Bull, and I'm going to be excited to see him as that number two driver. There's no way he's even the number one driver, but he's going to be that good number two. I think he's going to actually be able to get them points. He's going to be able to finish races with them. I think he's going to do well. He's going to be that somebody who's somebody who can get the points for the constructors. That's why I think Red Bull can win it this year for the constructors. Now I also think Max Verstappen is going to win it. He's going to win his first uh, championship this year. He's going to finally. He's going to be a world champion this year. And I'm here's why. It's bound to happen. And if it doesn't happen this year, it might be a little while before it happens for him. Uh, because after this year, there's going to be rule changes. The rule changes are supposed to be for this year, but the rule changes for 2022 are going to be. 
more supporting the smaller teams. It's going to be a smaller salary, uh, a, a smaller salary cap. Like there's going to be a salary cap that's going to be small, so the smaller teams, so it can support the small teams. Do I think that he's not that Mercedes and Red Bull, Ferrari, even or even McLaren, whoever can't win? Like the bigger teams can't win it after this year. I don't think that. I just think that it's going to be tougher for the bigger teams to win, and it's going to be easier for the smaller teams to win after this year. That's basically why I think Verstappen is going to win it. Plus, he's a fantastic driver. He's a great driver. I think the Mercedes. I think the Red Bull is bound to win this year. But I don't have all the confidence in the world with that because Mercedes is still a thing. Lewis Hamilton is still a driver. Valtteri Bottas is still a driver. Now, do I think that they're that good because of them or because of the car? It's the same thing that... Now, here's my thing. I'm afraid to say that Lewis Hamilton isn't as good as he is because of the car. Because you can say that for a lot of drivers. There's a lot of times in F1 where rule changes benefit a certain team. So it's hard to argue that. At the end of the day, I'm still going to say Michael Schumacher is the greatest driver of all time. Even though he doesn't have as many world champions championships as... No, wait. Why can't I remember how many he won? It's six he won. He broke the record, I think, this year. He Lewis Hamilton broke a lot of records this year. A lot of Michael Schumacher's records this year. Is he the greatest driver? I think it's arguable that he is. I think it's also arguable that you can say that Michael Schumacher is still the greatest. It's just how it is. I'm a biased Ferrari fan. That's how it is. I can't just say that Lewis Hamilton is the great. I can just say that because I have a lot of respect for him as a driver. He is a fantastic driver. I'd be happy to say that he is the greatest driver of all time because he broke Michael Schumacher's records. It's not like he didn't break them, and it's like he didn't break his uh, his uh, what's it called uh, records for most Grand Prix wins or most championships. Or I think it's also most poles that he broke. I can respect that he broke the records, so I will say that he's one. He is probably the greatest driver of all time. But I'm still going to say Michael Schumacher. It's getting off of my point. I'm just very excited. I just love talking about Michael Schumacher. But it's going to be tough for Red Bull to win this year. You still got Mercedes. You still got that Mercedes. And you still got a Mercedes with Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton. That's still led by Toto Wolff. Toto Wolff is one of the smartest minds on the uh, on the pit wall. Actually, I'd probably say the smartest. Uh, you still got Christian Horner, but... He's one of the best minds on pit wall right now. So, it's tough to just pick Red Bull. I think that they can win it because they have a great um, strategist in Christian Horner. He's a strategist. I can't remember the name. Wow. This is really bad. But they're led by Christian Horner. Max Verstappen is a great young driver. He's one of the best young drivers. Is the best young driver right now. But can you really say that he's young? Because we've been saying that he's been, that he's young for like the last five years, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but he's one of the best. I'll just say he's one of the best drivers on the grid right now. And the, and the car is good. That's usually a, a good thing for 
you know, a race team. But you still got Lewis Hamilton and and Mercedes. So if it's not Lewis Hamilton this year, my pick is Max Verstappen or even Valtteri Bottas because it's bound for him to win this year. The thing is why I don't think it's going to happen is because Mercedes always favors Hamilton. Really, the only way I don't think that Hamilton would be the best be would be the best driver at Mercedes is if he DNFs basically all the races or almost all the races or just somehow sucks this year. Cuz if he, if he's racing and the car is 100%, they're going to pick it, they're going to favor him. That's just how it is. Unless Boltas somehow outperforms him. But at the end of the day, even if he's outperforming them, if the car is still 100% and Hamilton's still 100%, they're going to favor Hamilton, in my opinion. So that's it for Mercedes. McLaren's a uh, big one this year, in my opinion. I think from last year, they took a huge step in the right direction. Uh, they did lose signs, but they gained Ricciardo, or as his name is actually pronounced because he's Italian. Ricciardo, but nobody pronounces it like that. Danny Rick is now off McLaren. Would have really liked them at Ferrari for one, but he's at McLaren. Uh, but he's, I think, going to have a fun time in McLaren this year. He he went to Renault from Red Bull and was promised a good car. But the car that he had last year and these, sorry, these last two years really stunk. Like he was not, he could not perform in that car. And that's not just Danny, Danny Rick sucking. He was a fantastic driver with Red Bull. He goes to McLaren or not. He goes to Renault and is promised a good car that's going to perform well for him. He can't get that car. He wasn't given that car. Renault had the problems, so he decided to leave for McLaren. There's a lot of drama with that. With that, and as soon and like after he announces that he's going to McLaren, of course he wins or he gets podium. No, he gets he he starts winning. He he's starting to perform. He got a podium, if I'm not mistaken. But now McLaren's got him and uh, Norris, which is. Danny Rick, um, an upgrade from Signs. In my opinion, yeah. Danny Rick is one of the best drivers uh, in, has been one of the best drivers in F1 for a while now. He's been a great driver, in my opinion. But the numbers before he went to Renault that he was putting up was incredible. He was a great driver. It's just that Red Bull wanted to go forward with uh Verstappen because he was there he is their future he is their franchise driver I guess you can say Danny Rick didn't really have a spot with the team because he is a number one driver they just didn't want him but I think they got an upgrade at McLaren they got a great driver I guess you could say an upgrade because I also think Sainz is a really good driver is a good driver too I just think that Danny Rick is a really good driver compared to Sainz being a good driver. 
so yeah, I think they got an upgrade with him. Plus, he still got Lando Norris. So that would I would I would say they're a bit of a dark horse for that uh, for the constructors. I would put them maybe as I'd say maybe the third best. No, sorry. Ah, uh, I want to say third or fourth best uh, duo like team. It's just that I can't yet because there are some pretty good teams this year. I think that Ferrari is going to outperform what they did last year. I don't think that they're going to be seventh. I don't, they're not going to be a mid-table team. But it also depends on how well the car performs. Because there were so many times last year that they DNF because the car was not performing well. But then you also still have Aston Martin, which is a new team this year and... I need to talk about them before I really talk about Ferrari. You got a lot of good teams that are really putting in that now have funding too in Aston Martin. I want to put them as the third best team, but it's hard to say that because Aston Martin, I think is going to perform well. They finally have funding from uh, Lauren Stroll. Now they also got a a four-time world champion in the car in the driver's seat in Sebastian Vettel. Plus Lance Stroll is really showing that he deserves to have a seat in F1. Plus he's also his father's also the team owner so so I didn't really, I don't really see him like leaving the team. That's another thing. It's tough to say. I want to put them at third, but really I wouldn't put them above Aston Martin and it's I would I will say after last year I will put them as uh, going into this season I want to put them over Ferrari because last year was just an embarrassment for Ferrari But that's basically I think McLaren has a chance to they can they can contend for for third place for the constructors which is good from it it's great because these last few years haven't really been the mess the best for mclaren and there's they're picking their way back up to being a, a, a contending team in f1 plus i think with this new salary cap after next year after this year is going to help them uh the next team i really wanted want to speak about is aston martin or as they were last year uh racing point first things first i'm so pissed sebastian vettel the way he Ended his career, his Ferrari career. Sebastian Vettel to me, I loved him. After Schumacher left Ferrari, I basically stopped watching for like a good few years. Massa wasn't doing it for me. Fernando Alonso, he's a legend, but he wasn't winning for he wasn't winning with Ferrari, so it wasn't picking up my interest. Plus. Is, the way Michael Schumacher left Ferrari is also the way is basically the same way that Matt Sundin left the Leafs for me. After Sundin left the Leafs, I all I kind of fell out of love with the Leafs. Here's a fun story. Uh, after Sundin left the Leafs, and after I heard about the rumors of them wanting to trade him, I was basically protesting the team because I started cheering for the Sidney Crosby. He's this new young guy in the NHL. Everybody's calling him the greatest player of all time. And my favorite player was basically forced off of the team. 
Plus, the Leafs stunk. And as an eight-year-old, I found, I loved watching Crosby. That's basically what it was for me with Ferrari, but I didn't see anybody that I wanted to cheer for because they weren't Michael Schumacher. I could have done it with, like, anybody else. I love the Ferrari cars. Ferrari is my favorite car. It's my dream car, basically. And Schumacher was my was the reason why I was why I am obsessed why I was obsessed with why sorry I still am obsessed with Ferrari cars. I still got other themes to talk about too, but I wanted to talk about Aston Martin before I like talk about the other teams real quick and I talk about you know this man's son. So Aston Martin. So after. I, this story is leading into why I love watching Vettel. Vettel then Vettel comes to Ferrari after he after him being a four time world champ with Red Bull. I got back into Ferrari. I got back into F one, seeing that they got a four time world champion in Vettel. He's German in a Ferrari car. Immediately Michael Schumacher vibes. I'm like, this is my boy. He comes to Ferrari and I love how good he, how well he's doing. I'm like, this guy, and I remember it was the 2017 season. I'm like, this guy is doing really well. I like Schumacher. He's leading the, He's leading in the in the championship standings. And Ferrari's, I think, no, Ferrari wasn't leading in the constructors, but Vettel was leading the championship, the championship. I'm like, this could be the year Ferrari finally does it. And then halfway through the season, he basically chokes it. Lewis Hamilton comes back and wins it. I think that happened two years in a row. And I really wanted to see him win so, so bad in a Ferrari car. He was my he was my favorite driver for the longest time. And probably still is. If it weren't for him not being in a Ferrari car. And Leclerc looking like he's the future of the... Is, well, is basically the future of the team. I wanted to see him win with Ferrari, and I'm still pissed off that it never happened. And I'm pissed off the way that they kicked him out, basically forced him out, not renewing his contract, and it not and announcing it right at the start, right before the season even starts. So this whole, I'm just whatever. I don't want to talk about Ferrari yet, but now he's on Aston Martin, and last year, if you've seen. The way Vettel is, he's like a happy-go-lucky guy. He's not somebody that gets pissy. He's got, he's a bit of a hothead, yeah, but he's a, he's a fun guy. He's basically the Kawhi Leonard of F1. Uh, he's a fun guy. He loves, this, he loves the sport of F1. Uh, uh ha ha. Uh, and then you see him now with Aston Martin. He's happy to be there. So I'm happy to see that he's on a team that he's actually happy with. Uh, and it's also a Canadian team, basically, which is awesome. Uh, I just wish that that car was still pink. Just, yeah, really. I like the pink accent that they have on the car. Love that pink with the green. But I miss the pink Mercedes. Uh, the green Mercedes is cool. That's a beautiful green. Uh, but I see that pink on the, like, that pink stripe on the car. And I'm like, yeah, that thing needs to be full pink. Just, yeah. But... I'm I'm hoping that he does well with racing. Uh, sorry, with Aston Martin, I think he's gonna do well. In my opinion, 
they were the I think they they came third in constructors last year. Uh, the, behind the well, Racing Point came third in constructors last year behind um Mercedes and Red Bull. I think that this year there's a chance that they come through it again. They are the third best team on the grid, in my opinion. Uh, they got an upgrade from Ke- uh, from Perez to Hamilton. Uh, sorry, from Perez to Vettel. So, do I see them being the third best team? Yeah. Is there a chance that they can maybe be the second best team? Possibly, but like th- there would have to be a lot going wrong with Red Bull for them to not be the uh second for Red Bull to not be either first or second probably second in constructors but it's a good year if you're an Aston Martin fan or Racing Point whatever they got a lot of funding with Lauren Stroll last year and I think he's going to really help him out again this year he's going to give them that funding they're going and then after this year they're going to still basically they're a smaller team, I guess you can say, even though they're they're picking their way back up. But yeah, if you're an Aston Martin fan this year, I think it's gonna be a fun race, a fun team to watch. I'm definitely gonna be sort of cheering for them because of Vettel, just to be just to be very clear. Like if Ferrari doesn't win races, I want to see Vettel win these races. I'm cheering for two pe- three people: Leclerc, Sainz, and Vettel. Leclerc and Sainz are number one and two. Vettel's number three, but I really want to see... I want to see Vettel win another championship before he retires. It's like wanting to see... Like me wanting to see... Excuse me, Sundin win a Stanley Cup before he retires, even though it never happened. But, yeah, that's Aston Martin. And there, like I said, I wanted to talk about this kid's... This guy's kid. Haas is... And there's also a lot of things with Haas this year that I think need to be discussed. Like, number one, their car. Um, yeah, like, I love how basically every team's car has the has the flag that represents their, uh, like, where their brand is from. Uh, you got Aston Martin with the Brit- British flag. Uh, Ferrari always has the, the Italian flag on it. Mercedes with the German flag. And then you have Haas, which is an American team. And their car is basically Russian. And I get confused. Now, it's cool. Mazepen is on the team. He's a Russian kid. Even though I feel like there was other guys who maybe could have deserved that spot more. And, you know, whatever. There was also a lot of things like before, like uh, in the past with Mazepen. Apparently, the girl in the video, if you haven't seen it, there's people calling for him for assault or something. There's now the girl also came out that he's a fright that she didn't really care. I don't want to get into the politics of that. Does he deserve the seat for that or not? I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know because apparently the girl was cool with it. Whatever. Moving on, I don't care about Mazapan in that driving in that driver's seat. The one that I care about in that seat is Mick Schumacher, my boy's son. Uh, every time I see him, actually, okay, it's weird because I look at him and I'm like, yeah, that's Michael Schumacher's son, but that's also Joe Burrow for some reason. Why him and Joe Burrow look completely alike is 
weird to me because like I'm like it's just I'm like what how is this possible like he looks uh, very much like Joe Burrow it's weird but it's true it's weird it's true but it's weird I see Mick, I see Michael but for some reason I see more more ma I see more Joe Burrow than I see Michael Schumacher sometimes I'm convinced that Joe Burrow is Michael Schumacher's son, but whatever. Uh, he's racing this year, and he's also the fourth guy that I'm going to be cheering for to win races. Now, there's a reason why he's number four on my list, not number three over Vettel. Um, number four is the reason uh, of Haas sucks. They're an independent company, but they suck. They are not winning races. I'm going to be more cheering for him to uh, finish a race because Haas, like I said, sucks. And, you know, yeah, they don't get the funding like a lot of other teams do. So there's no way that he's going to be winning. Maybe they'll, in a few years, they could win or win a race because of the fact that, like, like I said, the rule changes. But I'm going to be excited to see Mick in that Haas. I think that. It's not going to last long for him in that Haas. I don't know when he's going to be a Ferrari driver. But it's going to be, I'd say, in a few years. Does he last his uh, more after? Does he, Is he going to re-sign with Haas? I don't think so. I feel like he's going to go to another team in the Ferrari system. Probably with... Um, he'll probably go to Alfa Romeo, be honest with you. I think he'll go to Alpha after Haas, get a year under Alpha, and then go to Ferrari. I don't see him lasting long in a Haas. He's not going to be lasting in a Haas. He's going to be a Ferrari driver in the future. But, yeah, Haas is a weird team this year. They're an American team, but they basically got the Russian flags. I don't know if it's because they got a Russian sponsor, like a, a sponsorship out of Russia. And that's why, because I know that, so in, if you haven't seen Drive to Survive, spoiler alert, but like this is, it's not really a spoiler alert if this is something that happened in real life. Uh, Haas was looking for sponsorships because they need the money. They, they're not very well funded compared to a lot of teams, especially like um, independent teams. Like, I guess, like how Racing Point was before, but now they're under uh, Aston Martin. They didn't. They don't really get the funding like how Lawrence Stroll was giving the funding. Gene Haas didn't have the funding like that. wasn't doing much for them like how Lawrence Stroll was. So they get a German sponsorship, and uh, they want now the thing with the sponsorship was they wanted a um a German driver. So my thinking is did a Russian sponsorship want a russian car because it's cool for mazepin he's basically driving the russian flag but for mick schumacher i think it'd be kind of weird like you're you're german driving a russian car uh, an american car with a german uh, russian livery so yeah I, haas this year it's gonna be i'm gonna be i'm gonna be like keeping an eye on mick schumacher i'm not gonna be keeping an eye on the actual team i couldn't really care for them they're still using a ferrari engine that's cool Whatever. You got Alfa Romeo. They still got... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Giovan uh, Antonio Giovanazzi. And... Well, I really like how I pronounce that name. 
I think it's I think they gotta get me on as a uh, announcer for F1 because I'll actually announce the names properly. But yeah, they got uh, Kimi Raikkonen and Antonio Giovinazzi. So I think <sighs> Giovinazzi is a cool is cool. They got there's an Italian driver on the grid, but it's it's Alpha. They're a mid of the middle of the pack team. Not gonna really focus too much on them. I think he after a couple years. Mick is going to replace him or Raikkonen. But, yeah. Then you got... Um, this is another one. This is a big one this year. Uh, Alpine. I think is how you pronounce it. It's not Alpine. It's a French team. I think it's Alpine. They, I love their livery. They're ha they have probably my favorite livery. I would say Haas is my favorite because I love the colors. But I'm still confused that it's a Russian flag, basically, on an American car. Alpine, I love because I love how it's basically got the French flag on the car. It's all blue, and then you have the white and red accents that turn it into the French flag, and I love it. It's oh, it's beautiful. I love blue on like for like on a car, Ferrari red will always be the number one for me. But I love that blue that Alpine has on their car. Uh, it used to be Renault. I'm not sure why they changed the name. I like the name Renault. I also like... I I also, be honest with you, I kind of missed it when Renault had the blue and yellow. Like, I have the car upstairs from like from from this collection. And it's blue and yellow. I love the blue and yellow on that car. I kind of like it went back to the blue. I, I am going to miss that yellow. Because I feel like you need a yellow car in the grid. But I love the blue, white, and red. With that... Oh, that livery is just beautiful. That beautiful blue. How it turns into a French flag. Ah, oh, and it's nice too because Esteban Ocon is on the team. He's French. I think this is a great way to represent them. <coughs> Excuse me. And then uh, now we also see the return of Fernando Alonso. Uh, he was away from the the he was away from the grid from a little for a little while. <coughs> Do I? I think I think he should have stayed retired though, or stayed out of F one. I would have liked to seen somebody else return. Uh. I wouldn't have minded Nico Hulkenberg uh, coming back and taking that seat. Um, but yeah, I can't. I mean, you have some guys that could have taken those seats. Kvyat uh, is out of F1 now. Magnussen is out of F1. Uh, Grosjean, he's retired. <coughs> oh my God, I'm talking way too much. But yeah, uh, he's back. I'm happy he's back. He's a great driver. I love the Alon uh, I like Alonso. He's a he's a legendary driver. He's back. And then you got the Williams. Williams is Williams. I don't know. George Russell is always a fantastic driver to watch and we also got another well, there's also another uh Canadian driver on the grid which I really like in Latifi and he's also part half Italian, which is also great. So that's basically all the the cars except for Ferrari, which I'm gonna talk about real quick. Uh, don't really have much to say about Williams. I'm excited to see George Russell in a, in a Mercedes anytime soon. But yeah, now Ferrari spent 43 minutes not talking about Ferrari. That's I'm sorry, that is a lie because I was really talking about Ferrari. But Ferrari this year, there's a reason why I don't have them number one. Or why I don't, I'm not confident with them. 
winning the constructors or a world championship this year and it's all because of last year Benalto I'm starting to lose faith in him as the strat team strategist they have some good drivers I just think they need somebody else as a strategist he is he pissed me off with the way that they handled the Vettel stuff he, they pissed me off with a lot of strategy the team strategies the engine couldn't keep up with a they couldn't even keep up with them with they were getting beat by racing point mclaren renault sometimes they couldn't keep up with um with like they, who am i thinking of they couldn't keep up with a lot of the teams they couldn't even keep up they were a middle of the pack they were a middle of the pack team with that engine with those drivers you don't you're not middle of the pack they dnf a lot of races there were races where they didn't even get points even if they finished this was a bad year for ferrari and I, it's basically up you there's only going up from there but at the end of the day i don't think that they're going to be i want to say that they're going to be the third best team on the grid but with aston martin getting the funding that they're getting it's tough to say that there has to be a way that they they have to pull through it this year. They have to get a good engine. They have to have the proper strategies. Last year, I also think that with Vettel not coming back, it created a toxic environment and basically led the team. It destroyed the team's morale. Plus, that engine sucked. The, there was questions with the 2019 engine if it was legal or not. It's just tough for Ferrari because with the name they 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 have been in F one since the start, and with the history that they have, you can't have a season like they had last year. It's win or n win or nothing. You don't lose if you're Ferrari. They need to do better this year. Uh, I think that with Leclerc, I have faith in him. With him as a driver, he's he's a driver that can be a fan, a, a legendary driver. If you ask me, you give him the prop, you give him the car and the strategies that benefit him. He is going to be winning championships. I know with how for with how F one works, rule changes or rules and this and that, you can't just keep on blaming that stuff. If you're not good enough, you're not good enough. And last year, they were not even close to good enough. They weren't even good enough to finish fourth. And that fourth is a bad finish for Ferrari. Anything below second or even anything below top three is bad for Ferrari. They need to pull through this year. They got to get their heads out of their asses if they're going to even have a chance this year. I don't think that they're the best team on the grid. I don't think they're the second best team on the grid. I want to think that they're the third best team on the grid. But Aston Martin's a team this year, and they were the third best team on the grid. But I'm going to put them as third best because of the name. There's no way that you can't be third best, at least. And third best to me 
as a Ferrari fan, and to a lot of Ferrari fans, and to a lot of F1 fans, third best isn't even good enough. Second best isn't even good enough. For Ferrari, it has to be first, but right now, you can. it's a little understandable because uh, Mercedes is very dominant this year. But for Ferrari, if it's not at least second, it's a failure. Red Bull is good, I get that, but this is the most legendary team on the grid. There are no excuses for what they did last year, and it cannot be a repeat of last year's race, or last year's season cannot be a repeat for this year. That's how Ferrari is. Hopefully, they fix that engine. They should get the practice reps, fix the team strategies. Hopefully, Benotto is going to be a lot better this year. And maybe they can get third place. Maybe. Maybe maybe they can get second place. So that's it for F1. Now there was some goaltending. There was some you know, other stuff other than hockey. Not going to focus on football this year. Or this week. Because it's a lot of free agency stuff. And there's a lot to talk about. I'll do that in another week. I really wanted to talk about F1. Uh, I don't think I'm going to talk about hockey this week either because I wanted to focus on uh, the start of the F1 season this week. Maybe I'll talk about hockey. Yeah, I'll talk about hockey for a bit. And also, I want to address the uh, Toronto Raptors. So, there's a goaltending. So, I want to talk about the Leafs with their goaltending controversy for a little bit. Uh, now, if you're a Leaf fan, if you're a hockey fan, you're looking at the Leafs and trying to figure out what is going on with them these last few games. They won the last game 2-0, but they were, uh, uh, in their last eight games, they are 2-6. I think I addressed it last week. I can't remember. I think I did. But going at, after the Edmonton series that they had, that they dominated the Edmonton, the dominated the Edmonton Oilers in. They had a three-game series with the Winnipeg Jets, I think it was. They go into, I think it was, at, I can't remember where they went into, but home ice advantage doesn't matter in this this year's NHL. The Leafs go one one and two against Edmonton. And here's the thing. Goaltending wasn't good enough against Edmonton with Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson hasn't been good enough. I love I I will die on the hill that Freddie Anderson was good enough years past. This year it's different because I'm done defending him. I love Freddie. He was he is this team's number one goalie. But there are times where he needs to put have the blame put on him. He has not been good enough this year. And I don't know why. He has been he has to be one of the most stubborn goalies in the NHL because he will not sit out for fuck's sakes. They are fine he is finally sitting out there probably it's sounding like he's gonna go on to the IR. Which that would suck that your starting goaltender is on the IR, but he hasn't been good enough. 
the Leafs' second and third best goaltender, the second and third goalies on in the Leafs system, Jack Campbell and Michael Hutchinson, have better numbers than he does. Campbell has two shutouts on the season. Over a 930 save percentage and below a two goals against average. Now, goals against average, I don't I hate looking at it just that as a goalie, the same way I hate looking at plus minus for players. But it speaks volumes that he that Hutchinson has a save a goals against average below two. Excuse me. And Freddie has a goals goals against average almost hitting three, or I think it's above three. It's about like a two point eight. It speaks volumes that the with Campbell, it's a better goals against average. Now, is it that he gives them a chance to win? It looks like it to me, in my opinion. Actually, no, that's what it just looks like. Campbell is making saves that people are making excuses for why Freddie Anderson can't is letting these shots go in. Tippins are a hard thing to save. I get that. I want I will not always give sometimes a goal is a good goal and the goalie had no chance. And a lot of the times that's what a tip-in is. But that last game with Campbell playing, he saved a big tip, a big tip. Whoa. That's something I just said. There was a tip in front. That's just... The, whatever. We're just going to deal with it. There was a tip. He made the save. He made the save off of a big deflection. He made a save. A two-pad stack save. Off of a rebound. And was still able to make the save. Freddie Anderson, with a lot of the goals that I'm looking at... Way too much of the net is exposed. For how big of a goalie he is, he should not be having that much of a, of the net exposed. It sucks because I love Freddie. He is he was basically a the pro, no it was a problem for, uh, for other teams against the Leafs, and I and I still won't give him put the blame on him for playoff games in the past. But I will put the blame on him for a lot of the Leafs losses. Some of the blame on him now. Because it's time that he gets some of the blame. Do I think he comes back next year? I don't know. It depends on how much money he's going to be asking for. Would I say Jack Campbell should be the starter in the playoffs? I still don't know that. My idea is, is let Freddie rest. Heal these injuries. If he has to come back after the trade deadline, I'm fine with that. Give Campbell more starts. Rest Freddie. See how Freddie is going into the playoffs. Give him a chance to actually lose that start the playoff starting role. And then we see. Evaluate it from there. That's what the regular season is for. Evaluate winning, getting into the playoffs, and evaluating your team going into the playoffs as well. If they need to start with Jack Campbell, I'm fine. Whatever the better goalie is. I'll be happy for whichever goalie gives the Leafs a chance to win the Stanley Cup. I'll be happy with them in the crease. If it's Freddie Anderson, I'll be happy with them in the crease. If it's Jack Campbell, I'll be happy with him in the crease. If it's fucking Goldberg strapped to the posts like he was in Mighty Ducks, I will be happy with him as the goalie in the crease. But until then, we need to evaluate that. That's the goaltending situation with the Leafs.
That's all I want to speak about now. The Raptors suck. They need to figure it out. No, they're not trading away Kyle Lowry. And if they do, that's a stupid move. Norman Powell, I think, would be a stupid move as well. But he'll get them assets. Kyle Lowry is the face of the franchise. He is the greatest Raptor of all time. I don't see trading him away as a good thing. But that's how it is. They stink. They lost, or they lost I think, more than five games in a row now. And they and the Rockets uh, snapped their twenty-game losing streak against the Raptors last night, or on Monday night. Yeah, but that's just—it's not fun in Raptor land right now. They went into they went they left Toronto as defending champions, and they're going to be coming back to Toronto with barely any players recognizable players but yeah anyways that's all for this week you can follow me on instagram at bonavora you can follow me on you can follow the podcast uh on instagram as well at leading the pack pod you can follow me on twitter at bonavora underscore with a capital b i'm gonna go have a huge glass of water because my mouth is parched Somebody's going through the freezer back here, and I'm going to yell at them soon. Hello? Who's back there? Sierra, is that you? Yeah. Is that you, Sierra? Oh, it's you. Okay, thanks for doing this while I'm ending the episode. Thanks for doing this while I'm ending the episode, ma. I'm not yelling at you. I'm just saying thanks for doing it at the end of the episode. You want to plug your Instagram? It's a joke. Oh, hi, Anthony. Hey, if you guys need any good meats and you're in the Toronto area, I'm not talking to you. Hey, if you guys need any good meats and you're in the Toronto area, go go check out Eddie Stone Meats. Best butcher shop. Best steaks, best everything. They have the best Italian sausages, the best Barres sausages. I get the Osobuco from there. I made some fantastic Osobuco. They're not sponsored. They're not a sponsor. Anthony, if you want to, if you want to sponsor the episode, I'm just giving you a free promotion right now because I love you, dude. Go check out Eddie Stone Meats. If you're in the Toronto area, this is a great way to end the episode. So yeah, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, follow the podcast on tw- on uh, Instagram, doesn't have a Twitter. You can check this out on YouTube. I would really recommend watching this on YouTube because it's a lot of visuals. This is definitely my longest episode yet, and I love it. But that's all for now. Ciao. Oh, it's still going.